let's get ready to throw down. Awesome. All right. Episode 00003. There you go. There we go. We're going to be here for a while. That's right. Today, we are taking the deep dive into I, which stands for influencer, or in my world, it means impulsive. But back up and do the whole disc thing just so that people are joining us now. Kind of catch okay, up yeah. To, if you didn't listen Steve. to episode one or two, right, we are here talking about DISC, which is a personality assessment that is very popular in sales. And it's popular because everybody has strengths, everybody has weaknesses. Um, makes up of four corners, D, I, S, and C. Uh, we make up those four corners. Uh, episode two, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. We spend the entire time talking about D. We talk about Clint and who he is and why he's here. And today we're doing the same thing, but we're going to talk about Al, his history, why he's here. And all things I, weaknesses, strengths, and everything in between. Probably more weaknesses and strengths. Yeah, anyway. there we go. So, I, don't, I don't know if we brought enough booze for this. <laughs> <laughs> You'll right. be okay. Okay. It's all right. It's going to be rough, guys. So, what do you do now? I own a medical distributorship and a couple of clinics. Heard a bunch of cats, which are called doctors, but okay. they're not cool cats. They're crazy cats. All right. How long have you been doing that? 20 something years. Okay. And what'd you do before that? I was a bellman. Oh, <laughs> oh going, on. we're missing going all the way there. back. Every yeah. hour. <laughs> you go to ground life. zero, baby. <laughs> ground zero right there. Hauling bags, working for tips. I promise you that will not be the last time you hear that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything I know predicated on the eight and a half years I, I hustled that. for tips. That's eight cool. and a half years, guys. Well, that explains a lot about your personality, too, that you could do that. Because not everybody can do that. Oh, Clint would just set the hotel on fire. Two dollars. Two dollars? Bro. The best thing I ever saw was a guy throw a quarter over somebody's car. He got tipped a quarter. Now, this is back in the 80s, but still it was a buck. And so guy gets a quarter. He's standing in the drive, throws it over the dude's car. The guy stops, and he stands there, arms crossed. And I'm like ballsiest like top gun ballsiest move i've ever seen <laughs> you could be my wingman anytime yeah, exactly i was like dude you run the front drive man that's great that's awesome so one of the big things about being an eye is they're storytellers in case you did not pick up on that. <laughs> well funny how i just fell right into that exactly. right so uh so let, let's focus on the thing that i think is more interesting right because you talk about the clinics but let's talk about the main distributorship right selling okay. medical devices hardware all of that stuff can, can i back up a little bit uh, yeah, of course because you can't go from a a, a bellman into medical yes field. you can if you're good enough okay there's something there's a stop there i, I in think the middle that i think dodging on purpose yeah I there's get a it. reason why thank you clint I, clint and then call him doc <laughs> yeah I, I think you should dive into that a little bit because it gives some background and some feedback into why you're doing what you do now and eyes aren't genuinely humble so let's let's, <laughs> let's be real here we love this go ahead so what's the question? How, How did you get from being a bellman to where you are today? Owning a broke-ass medical distribution. <laughs> <laughs> broke-ass, come on. <laughs> okay, go ahead, I, tell your story. I, where to start, you know? Um, basically a junior college graduate. Found my way into some upper studies. Ended up eventually graduating as a chiropractor. Uh, came out into the world of chiropractic care in 1995, 
worked as a slave to a couple of guys for about four years. <laughs> no, man, yeah, you, yeah, you're dead broke when you get out of school, man. I mean, yeah. you don't have a pot to piss in. You can't wait to work. As a matter of fact, when I got out of school, the state had a moratorium on issuing licenses only because they just didn't have a what they called a you know four person panel to sign off on this. So I went back to hauling bags for about really? about a month. I didn't know that. And it, they were hard. like, oh, my God, you know, gr- gr- great to have you back. Wasn't with the same company, but some guys had switched over. But you had a formal education at this point. I did, man. I had postgraduate wow. education. Were you, were you irritated by this process about having to haul bags while, you know, you a chiropractor and everything but title? You know, I could have worked for $10 an hour shooting x-rays and working under the toolage of somebody, but I played softball with these guys and it continued the relationship. So they were like, hey, come help us straighten some things out at the, you know, the hotel chain. And it was a big hotel. So did you miss the camaraderie of, of, of what you had? Was, it, was that what you were missing as a bellman? Missing, I'm sorry, I don't so know. So after you got out of school, yep. right, you were missing some... No, it's missing money. I need need cash. Okay. And that was immediate cash. I didn't have to wait for anything. I show up, I get paid. Man, that's the beauty of that position. And I knew it well. So it was an easy fix to make, you know, three grand a month, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, you know, I wasn't going to make that working as an, you know, like an unlicensed associate. So I jumped into that. The the license came through, you know, because this is old snail mail, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't immediate, you know, sit on the computer and get your, your credentialing. Took it, uh, came in the mail. I'm like, holy crap, man, I'm licensed. I'm game on. Immediately went back to the hotel and said, hey, guys, having to give up the position, you know, they're, oh, shit, you know, didn't think it was going to be this quick. I said, see ya. And uh, already had a job lined up. So started working for a guy. And uh, slave wages still, but wait, wait, see, let me back up. I actually made $36,000 was my starting salary. I was like ghetto rich, man. I mean, I I had made probably 30 something grand as a tipped guy, but you know, I'm working all kinds of salary makes a difference. Oh yeah. I know it's guaranteed. What year, what year are we talking about? 1995. Okay. Yeah. So, were you even born then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, Uh, but damn good salary. A 95. Well, it was, it was more, well, I had spent four years making no money or parking cars, doing little odd jobs, throwing newspapers. I mean, I'm, you know, always was all about, you know, finding a buck. And so the daily hustle, definitely a driver. You like that. Well, I'd come from that eight and a half years. It's a daily hustle. If you show up at a hotel and you're hauling bags and that's what you do. Welcome to the hotel. Boom, boom, boom. Pull them out of the trunk, walk them in or take them from the bell stand and walk them up to the room. And it's just, that was the game. How long were you, uh, so you come on as an associate, mm-hmm. right? They train you, which is, I'm sure, very helpful. Sales is one of the few industries where you don't actually get shown very much in a lot of instances. And then you eventually have some clinics under you. And Well, when you get out of school, you have what we call the didactic, right? You've got the cortical knowledge. You've, you've pushed through the books. You've set your boards. You know, you, you know, you've paid your dues in that sense. But you've really not seen the business end of that equation, mm-hmm. which is how do you run a practice? How do you make payroll? You know, rules, regulations, don't get sued, stay insured. All, all of those concepts are, are kind of foreign to you. Mm-hmm. And what, what does that look like cost-wise? Right. How, okay, so as the I, mm-hmm. right, a lot of this business stuff, you know, the backside of things mm-hmm. is not the thing that you naturally run to. So 
how do you balance that as well as also having to provide front end care? And in, in, in a minute, we're going to talk about how you left that world, but I'm kind of curious about this. Well, as an I, what you do is you make strategic alliances, right? And we're real good at abdicating power to people in a certain sense. Okay, interesting. In, in, in that, you know, get a good attorney, get a good accountant, get a good office manager. I have the first person I ever hired 24 years later, mm-hmm. right? Because people tend to generally like eyes. And we can pitch fits and we can have our bad moments, but most of the time we're willing to kiss and make up. You know, if I step on your toes and I know about it, I'm going to come with an apology if it makes sense. It's hard to stay mad at an eye. Everybody in our, every, everybody, I think in your friend circle, you'll find that you haven't, you always have a high eye. Otherwise you're not having fun. There's no doubt. I mean, they, they are the ones, they're the drivers of those uh, situations you go to, you go out to a bar you go out um, let, let's just say camping they're always going to find the fun side of any situation they usually created initially yeah of course yeah and that's a good point well and and part of that is being a dreamer being an idea person creative yeah. it, well and I don't know how creative I am but whenever people are starting to brainstorm stuff, you're like, well, how would you fire that up, right? Great idea. Mm-hmm. How do you put the glitz, the glamour, the pizzazz into that? Or, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do this? Or add adding to the story that somebody brings to you. Mm-hmm. And um, case in point. So I got to a point where guys were starting to get married, right? It was like the bachelor party thing. Being from the hotel industry, we're like, well, let's get the bus and let's get the keg of beer. And so (laughs) I, no lie. So I'd be on the front right there by the door. People were partying in the back. We'd pull up to a strip club and I'm like, pop the door. I'd walk to the front door. I'd go, I got 40 guys on a bus. We'll drink two drinks. We want all the women up front in our face. We're not staying very long, but here's my commitment. They're like, bring it. No cover charge. They're, they're moving chairs out of the way, right? That simple little introduction. And and then at the end of the night, guys are like, oh my God, that was amazing. I didn't have to drive. This is before Uber and all of that kind of stuff. So, and I... God, I got a little excited. No, when I said of course that. you did. Yeah. When, 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 okay. I, when I think of, when I think about an eye and going back to like your Bellman days and, and your stories that you're telling, I think of a, a concierge. Every concierge I know of is very much what you're describing. We were all trying to have sex with the concierge. <laughs> they, they were more of a female okay. staff, right? Okay. Except for the big guy that it's has not anymore. No, I was going to say it's a male kind of industry yeah. originally. Like in Europe, the concierge hmm. was usually a man, but. When it came over here, it was usually pretty girls that were setting hmm. you up with a reservation. That makes sense. So yeah. we did have a concierge staff in addition to Bellman. We were the okay. grunts, basically. We weren't, you know, anything. What a, but, what a different outlook on sales. Talking about what you're talking about, because that's a that's a hustle, right? You're figuring people's personalities out, what they like, what they don't like. Are you even aware of that, though? I I don't know that you're aware, but I think it comes naturally because he's an I. Well, you perceive a need, okay? So, and I often tell people, and this is one line I use over and over again, when somebody comes to your business or you're introducing somebody to what you do, they don't, they may know a little bit or they may know nothing. It's like, if you come to my clinic, you don't know where the restroom is. I need to be able to tell you. If you walk into a hotel, you don't know where the front desk is. Maybe it's your first time to stay, or maybe you're a seasoned traveler that stayed with us before. Hopefully I would recognize it. It's like going to your favorite bar or whatever. Mm -hmm. They know what you're going to drink. If not, you really need to perceive a need. When somebody sits there and they have a blank look on their face, ask a question. Yeah, you know that that brings me to a really good question because I, I I'd like to ask to stay on kind of 
stay on task because that's tough. <laughs> it here, is tough right? for it's going to be tough for today. Um, but take a shot every time Al tells a story. Yeah, one, one of the things I want to talk about is <laughs> you'll get drunk really quick. <laughs> As an I, um, I, I know you slide to a D a lot in business. I, I see that because mm. I know you. Um, but naturally, in a social setting, I think you're an I. And what, what drives you? Is it people pleasing? Is it the people orientation? Is it money? Is it what, what, what's your drivers? Is it the relationships? Relationships, yeah. You know, I, I think the drive that I have is clearly not money. Money comes along the way. Okay. Uh, I look at delivering service. Um, often, and this didn't come from me, it came in a collective drinking session with a bunch of guys other than you. Give till it hurts and then give a little bit more. Hmm. But I, I expect certain things from the people that I give to, right? I expect you to be a good friend. Okay. All right. I don't expect you to fuck me, right? Yep. Don't go around my back. Never lie to me, okay? Or make it so minor that I would understand why you would. Because hmm. I give everybody 100 points and you get to lose them. I don't make you earn anything. Well, but once you lose... That's a, that's some deep shit that, there. That's not how Clint works. I, know, I understand. I was like, you start at zero. Okay. Negative two. Okay. But when you say they're dead to me, I've got that too. You Agreed. lost all your tokens. But you had a lot. You're dead. But you had to do some. Yeah. No, now, that makes sense. I don't want to kill you after the fact. And I'll still stand in a room with you. But we'll know each other. And you'll know why you don't need to talk to me about certain things. And you need to be very pleasant. Sure. Or I'll call Clint. <laughs> okay, so hold on, so, hold on. So, so let's get through the history and like let's stay on task. Right? Because, something I would like to, I want to make a comment on that, on that. He does mention the whole throwing bags. <laughs> throwing bags? I never threw anybody's okay. bags. Are we talking cornhole? <laughs> I love cornhole. I carried them one in each hand or put them on a cart and took them to the so room. He, he throwing somebody's bags? Uh, Only if you didn't tip me, then that bitch is going down the stairwell, right? Oh, this is breakable. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Okay, so he references that all the time, but I think it's amazing how that was such an impact creating you who sure. you are right. yeah. it's, it's over even experience. the chiropractic it definitely, it definitely shaped it. you um and i hear that a lot in business i hear you know there's a guy that he yeah. threw newspapers and that what we that talked did. about it too. we talked about it with me being a d i started out as a as yeah, a helper right so like it, it's funny because a lot of successful people they didn't just come into success exactly. they had to work for it yeah. at some point and they developed right. themselves um through experiences and your experience to start off to develop you into who you are now started there and I think Absolutely. so to get back to task is, is that's where we started. At. Yeah. So, so after you're an associate, you go out on your own, right? You're, you're, you're pretty successful there. You have a couple of clinics, right? Going on. You know, it was one of the craziest moments. Um, I was working for a guy that just was never around the clinic and I was making him a lot of money and things were going well. I basically the, the greatest asset i think is for people to underestimate your capabilities that you're doing a great job but you would never leave right yeah. or that you don't have the financing to leave you know the money's the easy part if you got a great idea you just got to pitch it to enough people and sell somebody on backing you with the funding mm -hmm. i happen to come from a family that's a lot like the mafia they've got <laughs> some cash right i have a rich side and a poor side i came from probably the lesser side of those two equations but i i was able to pick up the phone and procure money. Now, my relative said, 
you know, I'm not a bank, <laughs> which means it's going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> and the craziest part was, so I spring out on my own, get into a lawsuit over the whole thing. Right. Oh, wow. So my first big money lawsuit, consult with an attorney for the first time who says, all right, let's do the ROI on this venture that you're going out that's going to piss this other guy off because the staff walked out with me. Oh, the, I, did, I had a non-compete. I mean, I did not have a non-compete. So I, the original arrangement was I'll work for you a year. We'll either partner up because this was on the backside of the four-year tenure of okay. working for people. Uh, that didn't happen. So I challenged the equation. I was told that, yeah, I, I wasn't going to be taken on as a partner. So sprouted wings and left. That cost me 100 k Were you... Uh, were you always kind of entrepreneurial? Yeah. Or is it like, like, is that part of the eye toolkit? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. As a kid, I grew up in a Fox and Jake's neighborhood. My dad was an electrician. All the extra we had was because of overtime and things like that. And I, I you know, I mowed yards. I saw needs in my neighborhood. I, you know, back before it was weird for a dude to babysit kids, you know, I, and my cousins lived there. So I babysat them. Then I got known as the guy that you would call if you had unruly kids that nobody wanted to look after, right? Somehow I got along with those guys the best. And so I got $3 an hour instead of a buck an hour, right? So I was already up the pay scale yeah. as a kid around the neighborhood because I just followed through and somehow accomplished everything as lame brain as I kind of probably was at the time. So, so naturally entrepreneurial, right? So it... I think somehow, yeah, but, yeah. But is is because is, is it able for you? Are you able to chase dreams? I mean, comfortably, because you seem like that guy. Oh, absolutely. So when we talk about even what we're doing right now, you know, it was a dream, a pipe dream for us. Us three, the other three people here, me, John, and Nan, probably wouldn't have followed through without your kind of drive and your push. I, and I, I was going to say, I he, disagree. He does not have fear, and I think. I don't know if that's... Well, you're saying, I have fear because fear is good, right? Fear of death, fear... Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to die. Heightens I don't have fear of failure, though. I don't... I apologize. I'm not that's afraid I mean. of making a mistake. I'm not afraid Say of somebody you going, you're yeah. wrong, and I'm like, you're absolutely right, I am. That only happens occasionally, thank you. Say goodness. the recreate comment that you always say. That you kind of made mention of it a few minutes ago, but where you... I can recreate something. Oh, if you hadn't like lost it all and burnt your fucking house down, you hadn't really lived. <laughs> you know, when I you show up and one day you look at your bank account and you go, shit, I got no money, right? I'm going bankrupt, right? And you're like, which I haven't, thank goodness. But if you've never looked and felt the stress of, holy shit, this isn't working. And mm-hmm. said, but you know what you start doing then is working the next plan, which is the out and then the back in. Right. How do I move or transition into another economic situation? And and if you're sweating that, don't get in business for yourself, because I can challenge just about everybody. Unless you're gold, you know, you're born with that silver spoon where there's a lot of family money. Everybody who has made any money has lost a ton of it, you know, or or you've had to gamble in some tight spots. Yeah. Well, I say you throw a hundred things against the wall. You hope two stick, and you hope one makes a lot of money, and the other one doesn't cost you a lot of money. Because That's people forget. I, and- I, I yeah, I would I would agree that you do that. I don't do that. I don't think John does that. But John gambles, so he understands the risk. But his risk is in. But they're a box, calculated man. risk. Yeah, my risk is very informed. I, I try to stay informed, so mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't spend a lot of time on the web looking at what other successful people are doing mm-hmm. and then adopting bits and pieces of what they do that fit my personality. So you do Kung Fu, 
And one of the things that often, I mean, you learn a lot of stuff, right? When you do martial arts and you've been to combat, (laughs) there's a lot of techniques. You use the ones that best fit you because they just fit your style, your personality, your body size, what you're capable of. So let's talk about you leaving the clinic space and moving into the medical device sales, arguably the hardest thing to sell. And it was the hardest Hardest thing I've ever sold. Okay, because um, yeah, you it, worked for Doc. Yeah, we, uh, I, I mentioned that on the last episode. I, wor- I worked did. for Al for about 18 months. And, and Nan currently works for Doc. Yes, um, they work together. More with me. I mean, I okay. always look at the people that, particularly on the sales side, Agreed. as being my partners, because yeah. they're they're commission-oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's a partnership, right? I mean, that's, yeah. That's fantastic Al, of you to say that. Al took mo- a big shot on me, for sure, because I was working at a bank. I was selling investments. Yeah. I'd, I'd never been in the B2B space. And uh, Al and I knew each other from Kung Fu. And so one day he was like, hey, I got a spot. You want to talk right, about bitches, it? That's right, bitches. Bring it. That's <laughs> a hard-hitting <laughs> mofos in mine, this desk. From so, the center. Shout out to everybody that's in the martial arts. Absolutely. The, you know, Absolutely. the attack world of, like, special ops and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so so let's talk a little bit about how you transitioned from chiropractic clinic to this and the failure rates and why it's so hard and because it's really hard. The best thing ever said to me two things right <laughs> two things man. and this, this this made me i got, i think i got an erection right <laughs> my banker says to me one day i didn't realize chiropractors made this much money i'm like oh motherfucker man i'm like mm, mm, end zone dance i'm like whoa i mean a i'm, I'm a kid talking to a one banker time, right and then I exited the clinic strategy because some dynamics in healthcare had changed. And it was basically because I was losing my ass. But other people in my industry complimented me on getting out of the game before I completely cratered, right? Oh, wow. So they had lost big clinics and things like that because, you know, this, the, the industry didn't support it. And it was not me being prolific. It was me running for the hills because I couldn't make any money, hmm. right? So... Let people tell you what their perception is. Don't automatically sink that into your head. Just swim. Just survive. Just get down the road. Yeah. Are you, um, so, so can we move forward a little bit? Um, I'm looking at you, John, because I know you kind of have an agenda in your head. Have we covered fully what, where Doc is now? Do you feel that you have Doc? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm now... Sell dead body parts, nuts, bolts, and screws. You know, I got to, you know, and and I have a couple of, you know, there's more than one division to what yeah. we do. Sure. And, and I got a sneak peek into your world just a touch. Um, and, th- and that really opened my eyes to, it, it's completely different. We're both in sales. Mm-hmm. We're both uh, in the day-to-day grind. Your business and mine are completely different. But sure. we both have to follow processes. We both have to follow certain rules of the game. Um, and, and I was pretty, pretty shocked about what, um, you guys go through, um, you and Nan, especially on that side. Um, but can, can we talk about when we talk about dealing with an eye and we talk about motivators and these big buzzwords, how would you describe yourself as an eye besides the clinks of the ice cubes? (laughs) (laughs) That was like timing. Perfect. I, I'm not sure I fully understand so, the question. So if you had to describe yourself in some big words, you know, three or four big words, <laughs> what would those be? Or buzzwords, right? Yeah, they don't buzzwords. Be... Yeah, I was going to say. That's a, you know, not to have just empty air there. Uh, 
That's a hard one because I let other people tell me who I am a lot of times. No, that's, that's true. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't walk around with a definition. I, I mean, really, really don't. You do, Clint. Correct. He, he's waiting. Well, that's that's. I'm a, like, you're an ass. I'm like, okay, thank you for telling me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you're amazing. That. Thank you for telling me that. Why do you ask? You know. So uh, you tell me what you think, okay. and then we'll figure it out. So, so I and disc stands for influencer, right? Oh, okay. How do you yeah, feel? I mean, I that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Thank you for telling me that. Please elaborate. Uh, in your world, how do you feel that you're an influencer? Your social settings in your in your day to day. I think I want the other person that I'm speaking to to succeed. I want all my friends to be wealthy, happy, great people, right? I want to see you guys because you'll invite me to what you're doing, you know, your big house or, you know, a, a lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have some good times together. But what I don't like is people that live in a bucket of misery, right? Go jump off a bridge, man. I got no time for that. Life is tough. <laughs> and you got to find you got to find the silver lining, but some people out there just need to go kill themselves, right? They're just <gasps> no. not getting it done. Side note, we're not actually advocating anyone to go kill themselves. No, no, absolutely no. not. God, it, oh, seriously, he, if you're thinking that I, so then, then you got a problem. Right. I don't mean to speak directly to the audience, but really, come on guys, stop listening. If you're if well, that's going to butt hurt you and you're going to jump off a Bridge. Well, I, th- I think with uh, dealing with eyes myself a lot, um, you guys say a lot of things that um, I have to read between the lines on what you actually mean, which is, a, is mm-hmm. to to the point of what you just said is, um, you know, you need to find a new profe- profession. And, you know, if this isn't successful for you, you need to find a new profession. And I got to read a lot of content and, and pull a lot of text to, to your comment that you just said to pull that out of it. Well, okay. And, and a lot of eyes are like that. Very extreme statements. But, but to speak to that, you you know, a lot of I are. Yeah, you know, I've, I've just been able to meet some really successful people. Mm-hmm. And the big fallacy is to look at somebody and say, "I could do that." I, I just don't walk around and do that. I think they put a lot of time and effort into it. They make it look easy. That's why they're good at it. They make it look easy. Yeah. That's why they're good at it. But you don't see the backstory of all the hours the they grind. took to hone their skill set. Because when they show up at the table, you're all hanging out. Or you're at a business meeting. They're, like like the, the movie, he's bona fide. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I just look across and, and I, that's giving the 100, right here. That's giving that 100 points, that, really? that top scale. He's bona fide till he proves otherwise. I'm not making him prove anything. So would you say you have compassion for that grind? Oh, a lot of respect, respect, compassion. Um, That's so. Doctor Daniel's best friend is the coolest man. I'm telling you, man's got man love for him. I just think he (laughs) rocks. I mean, he's just so, and he loves Al, and their personalities are so completely different. He's a lot like you. Yeah, he's he's a D. So awesome. (laughs) <laughs> but but hold on, awesome. I know a lot of awesome people. I you know I you know I know a lot of C's that I have immense respect for. My accountant's a C. I wouldn't expect him to be anything other. Yeah. And the guy, literally, I'm at the gambling tables and they're wanting some information from me. I got him on speed dial. Yeah. I'm like, what's going? on? He's like, oh, chill. We got this. They're just at you know. I'm you like, you don't want an accountant that's not a C. Well, you don't, you don't want an S accountant. But, you don't want a D accountant. But but the, you definitely the, don't want an I accountant. You definitely don't want an I accountant. He'll like, burn oh it at God. the strip club. Here's the great part. Here's here's the great part of my accountant, though, right? You know, and he he's yeah, he's amazing. Uh, we'll give him a shout out later at another episode. 
but he like it's this little chuckle whenever I call. <laughs> like, what's like, what's, what's up now? What's, that, yeah. what <laughs> what's going on now? And don't we, you get that from everybody though? And we laugh <laughs> a lot on the phone, right? Which I I know is him coming out of his little sea world to go, what now, right? And that's the fun part of life. What now? So one of the big things about being an I, right, is that they're they're friendly with everybody. And like, in a social interaction, you're typically the center of attention. You're telling Unless a story. I'm yelling at you. But how does that translate to business, right? Because one of the things that we know that that selling to an I, you got to give them room to talk. You got to mm-hmm. let them tell their stories. You can't shut them down too quick. You can't force them to like stay on task. But because, you but you also have to focus them at some point. Absolutely, right. So, but that can but that looks like sometimes uh, there's this need to be liked with, with most eyes. I'm usually liked, right? Yeah. My biggest thing is not to talk over people. My biggest thing is to listen to their story and not tell them mine. Uh, Those are the biggest challenges. When you understand that you're talking to a D as an I, that should be your biggest asset. You understand other people. So you let them be the person that they need to be in the conversation. You pull yourself back when you need to you step in front when you need to and you're very good at that in the OR he is phenomenal with just the respect level the I, I think you're really phenomenal at what you bring to the room well person part of that too is you got to couple your personality with showing up early staying late knowing your shit yeah, right? he's really you can't be just a, a bag of of, bones of, yeah i mean you've got to have some meat and potatoes yeah. and some yeah some, your, your knowledge is power in your you world absolutely. absolutely you need to have read the the material know it yeah. but you're not in there vomiting you're yeah. seeing a like yeah. when something's not working you're interjecting a solution yeah right? you gotta be able to figure know, stuff out i i watched in an or that day that they said oh shit where's where's al mm-hmm. where's he at can can you go get him go get him and i was like oh my god and his eye does not come out in the no. OR, so he, he can it rain really it crazy. in. My yeah. first day, uh, we're in the OR. It's like 5 a.m. in the morning, and I don't know like anybody from it. I, I know Al, and I think I would met you once. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just like, sit over here or, or stand over here. Don't touch don't anything. Don't touch. And don't talk to anybody yet. And I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> which made me that. feel incredibly uncomfortable. Which is me politely saying, don't fuck it up. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Because I, you know, you touch something that you shouldn't touch, and now we got to strip everything down. Oh, yeah. And everybody, and hold on, and there's 16 people that are pissed at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because you inadvertently, you know, got in the way. And remember, there is there are rules to follow in there. And and for those of you, you know, you go into a surgical situation where you're doing a major spine surgery. That's a really serious event, right? So. You can, if you're really good at something, like, you know, you've been to war, right? You can break tension, but you want to know everybody on the team is in for whatever happens. And that's the way a surgery is. I mean, you got to be there if the patient bleeds out, they have a heart attack while they're on the... T- I mean, I can go and, time and time again about how... And you got to adapt to the situation. You got to overcome in the, in the chaos. It's the, same, that, yeah. it's the same principle there that you guys probably experienced in, in a much, lot of things that very you much did. So, yeah. so I think that the reason that we are talking about this, I think it's really important that an I, being just flamboyant and attention getter, can step into not being that way. Just, well, it, you're still that way. What it is is you're doing your job. Your mm-hmm. your your personality gets 
probably put at a lower key because your focus is now on what's the next step, what's the next step. We're in a process. And everybody has that. So when you go to do something, there is a process. You follow the rules. Being an I doesn't mean you don't follow the rules or you skirt around them. You know? So so let's talk about the other side of that world, right? All the people that are trying to sell to these doctors, knocking on offices and everything mm -hmm. else like that, and they haven't had any success yet because it's a very long selling cycle, which is great for an eye because you're so relationship driven. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like doing the whole lunch thing and the happy hour thing. Like that's right in your wheelhouse. It is. How do you balance that with being productive? Okay. I, and I, I thought that's where you were going. You probably need to live in an arena where the margins are large enough to where, you, you know, when you start talking about big surgeons and big volume, in Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, there may be 30 or 40 guys, maybe 50 guys mm -hmm. that are just big producers. And it doesn't take very many of them before you've got a great standard of living. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to run through and get to know these guys as they're going through the hospital. And they can speak to this. There's a lot of people that know us and we talk to them. They just don't buy from us. They like us. Well, they're already... Like, they're already working and they're with already someone. tied up with somebody. So I'm no, waiting for the next guy to make that. a mistake. And I see right. a lot of good cats whenever I'm in the OR. The people I work around, the other vendors, man, they're a lot like us. Mm -hmm. They're good. They show up. They're, and if and here's the crazy part, and I'll, uh, I guess I'll be honest. I've had this happen two ways. I've saved other vendors because I just don't want to. And they got families. I don't want to see them go without. So I'm going to try to cover or help them out because they would. Now. Very seldom does anybody have to help me out. I think I'm that good, and that's a little bit of my ego. So I don't make very many mistakes, and when somebody else makes a mistake, I know they have a family. I know they have kids they want to feed, so I'm going to make sure that if there's anything I can do to help them continue their career in the OR, because you don't get a whole lot of mistakes, particularly when you're dealing with live people that are on the table. I want to – that's my – you know. It's just my nature not to fuck somebody over. That, that, well, says, that says a lot to your personality. Um, I's, S's, people driven, right? Mm -hmm. That says a lot to that. Um, and, and whereas uh, John and I, as a as a as the top side of the spectrum, that are not we're task oriented, not people driven. Um, we we would not agree with you there. That we, me personally, I would just kind of be like, man, you you screwed up, you fucked up, get out my show now. Yeah. That's my drive versus what you're what you're saying Absolutely. right now. And I've had other I've had other people in the business ask me, is he really that kind? He will not throw people under the bus. He he doesn't and one of the big guys literally came to me and was just like, Is he really like would he screw someone over? And I, I was saying, No, he will not screw people over. He just doesn't do that. And, and you don't. But I don't think, you, you know, you say what you say, but I, 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 I think that everybody sitting at this table it's generally nice. would do. not yeah. F somebody yeah. over. So, so I think we're... I mean, that's... Or we wouldn't be sitting you're, here. You're right. right. I, I couldn't sit here with a clean I conscience. I completely thinking, concur. You're yeah. right. We're, we're, we're all talking about um, the corners of the personality spectrum, which is DISC. Mm -hmm. um, you just have... The reason this all started is that we're all in those corners, naturally. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. that's how our uh, DISC profiles show up. Um, so, Yeah. We're all self-aware now. We've done a lot of training. We've done a lot of self-awareness to change ourselves to be better. Um, a lot of people sitting out there listening to this aren't, right? Exactly. So I want to. I want to. One of the things that we want to dig um, 
out of an eye is is how do you communicate with an eye? How do you what are, what are the traits? Oh. How, do you, how do you identify with an eye? Oh, there are eyes that drive me nuts, right? I was just telling you guys sure. this the other day. I'm, I was dealing with a guy from uh, California, and he was a nice enough guy. Man, he just went off on tangents about, you know, you know, from his computer side of things that, that I just didn't have time for. And, and uh, anyway, everybody's got a certain style. I think that what eyes are good at is allowing people to be themselves and giving them, you know, the, the latitude to be that way. It's not that you don't judge them. It's just that you let them be that way, even with your judgment that you put on top of it. But if the process gets done, if, and this guy did, I mean, I didn't like the style, but he did what he said he was going to do, got me a deep discount, followed through. So I had nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. He showed up as he, as he probably generally was. And so I have to really sort of have an appreciation for that. Yeah. But I have to sometimes step away from that because it does get annoying. Sure. I, I, always, uh, I always commend eyes for being able to, in a roundabout way, say, go after yourself. But they do it in a manner that you're still, you still want to hang out with them, which is a crazy thought because I can't do that. John, you can't do that. When we say go F yourself, we mean it and we're, you're dead to me because we're not people oriented. Uh, and S would never say that anyway. So it doesn't really hold any weight to this conversation. But an I can say. <laughs> Did you just really tell Nan to go F Nan, you're no value here. Well, but that's, but okay. that's what but I mean. But, but Nan would never say that. So it doesn't, you know, that that's a, a complete corner S. I'm calling your mom. She's going to wash your mouth out with soap. Let me tell you. So, I've, eat, I've eaten some I've eaten some zest. No, really, across the board, has everyone been punished with soap in the so mouth? Not, yeah. I've chewed bars of soap so, and cried. The word stupid, right? Yeah, stupid. Twice. Let's yeah. talk about uh, one of the bigger things in sales that is super important that okay. we have all learned is, is going for the no. And the reason why I'm interested in this is because I think it's really hard for an I because you're so relationship driven and it's really easy to kind of hang out and hope that something is going to happen. And hold on. The other part of that is your industry specifically, there's not, as you just said, there's not that many players. So you can't just blatantly disqualify people. It's not a no for forever. It's just a no for today. Which is way different than talking about my personality in my industry where, where I can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really good question, John. Let me stop you guys. My biggest successes with these guys I deal with has been when I said, this probably isn't something you're interested in. Mm. It's hard for me to say that, mm-hmm. but there's been my biggest reward when I'm like, why would I do that? Right. And there, and it puts them off because they think I'm the guy that would say yes to everything. I initially never say no, but I don't say yes. So you said that's really hard for you to say. What's the fear and why? Why It's not fear. It's just my general personality is just to go along with whatever you're you know, and, and saying, quo. oh, my God, this is great. The guy's like responding well to me. I, I want to be liked. Yeah. But uh, what I'll do is I'll catch myself and I have to literally catch myself and then challenge the prospect. Right? Were you always that way? No, I did a lot of free consulting. I did a lot of vomiting in front of these guys. So, and I had okay. some hits. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't unsuccessful. I still catch him so, every once in a while. I just became more successful when I started following a system that says, Clint, okay. now why would we do that? John, why would we do that? Yeah. Nan, why do you think that's a great idea? Mm-hmm. So Instead so, of going, oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I actually see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Clint, oh, amazing. 
So, so you adapted a process, a sales process at some point in your business that you, that you didn't have? No, I had you, a you good were, personality, but no process. So before the process, you were winging it. Pretty much. Uh, I would, and getting I would, some hits, yeah, you know, sure. not starving. Sure, it's not a... So that a lot of uh, this concept is efficiency. Um, Absolutely. So it's not that you're not successful. If you've ever made one sell, I touched on this a little bit. If you made a million phone calls and you got one, it's a successful model. And, that's and what you I can was do doing. that. A but lot of get, calls. But man, to get two sales and have to call two million people because that's your hit ratio, that's tough. <laughs> that's right? a lot of work. So, yeah. so to up your Don't efficiency, you developed a process. I started honing in on cutting off the fat going in with the same personality, being the same person, but putting a process together that eventually got to a challenge question okay. that made them come towards me instead of me constantly chasing them. That, that's a, wow. That, I mean, that's revolutionary. Can can you tell me a little bit more how you develop that yeah, and, I, and, and why you go through that process? I went to some formal training and started following. I didn't invent that wheel. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Somebody had a process that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Principles right? never change. And... I made point. it my own, right? Yeah. I, I I used those 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 tactics that I was taught, which part of it was disc understanding who my audience was, then going through a you know bonding and rapport. Guys, stop me because I'm we all come from the same mold. If I yeah. do some copyright pain stuff, points. yeah, pain right. points, and 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 I get better every day. Every conversation I have makes me a little bit better than I was before. But there's a schematic in my head that I start to follow using my personality, using what I consider my charm or my talent or what I have to offer. And I'm okay following the process. I'm okay with no. Actually, I want to be better at hearing you say no. Because then I'm like, but that didn't think, always happen. That's that's, oh, that's a new development. No. Well, I'm not new, but I've been doing this for a while. Well, I think you reacted. Yeah. I rea- you react 20 years ago differently as a bellman versus now. That no, those two no's react in you differently because you're self aware and you have a process, right? And we talk about that where you bring your pro- your your personality to the process, then you bend that process in little nuances to fit your personality. Yeah. So you don't give up who you are. You just become a better individual at the arena of selling, just yeah. like you would at fly fishing or sure. you know any mechanical process. This is no different. Yeah. Pick up the you're, phone and make the call. Do the introduction. Get sure. the appointment. Those kind of things. To me, you're you're a, you're a very good um, representative of you can teach new ways to people that have been doing something maybe 10 years, five years, 25 years. Um, if you think you can't change, I think you're a really good um, representative of that. Good to be coachable. Yeah, you can be. Oh, absolutely. But you have to be self-accepting of who you are and, and somebody has to kind of. Well, to stop you there, you don't give up yourself to learn a new idea. That's really interesting. I've, I've never thought about it in that way. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I I 100% agree with you. But I think that some people think the other way and not even realize that they're thinking in that yeah. way. Does Absolutely. that make sense? I don't know if that's no, true or, because clear I, or not. No, because I said that when we were talking about D's a little bit, I touched on um, you have to take some of your ego and put it in the back seat. Yeah. Right? I touched on that. and then But you don't want to give up your natural traits because those traits are what make you who you are and that's what gets the job done sure that's 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 what drives you every day so don't give that up but you have to soak in those little things and take a back seat so it's like the first time nan was in the or praying with somebody right she she turned around and said you know is that i'm like you had them 
in your wheelhouse. That's what they needed from you. Mm. She gets called to pray with tons of people like just yesterday, lady having a brain tumor removed. There are going to be these moments where you can really influence people's lives by being you, sticking to your process and building those relationships. Talk about trust. It is. That's what it is. People trust you. The underlying point is that there's all these different sales methodologies, right? Mm -hmm. There's Carnegie and, you know, uh, John Maxwell and like all the, all the various ones. Hundreds. There are hundreds. Hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. But they work in a vacuum, right? And you can take them just straight out of that classroom and use them and probably see see some success. But it's not until you pair that with your natural state and understanding where you're weak that that's where you really see success. And so where you're strong. So let's awesome. back up. When I said, when I first got out of school, I had the didactic, all the book knowledge, but I'd never seen the real practice of it. Oh. So you just hit on that. It's the same process. You get the book knowledge. Yeah. Now, how do you go out and apply that? Because if you never apply it, then you shouldn't have learned it in the first place. We call yeah. that a callback. Dude, that yeah. was rock solid. I'm <laughs> yeah. so proud of you right now. That's well, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to touch on, touch on that point a little bit, you know, there's a lot of people out there who will tell you, if you do these 10 things, if, you know, the 10 steps to sales success are these you say a lot, uh, John, that's a vacuum that works in a vacuum in one situation. Yeah. If I did these 10 things correctly, okay, maybe that works. But, but slow down guys, you teach in a vacuum. Oh, of course. You, you yeah. don't well, have, to, to each situation. Well, I'm now, not, I'm now not if denying we're in that. the field and we're running or yeah. we're doing a sales call, which I love to go on dual well, sales call calls because now you get the feedback, yeah. right? Well, because well, the vacuum is the, the classroom, it's mm-hmm. the process. Then sure. when Nan and I go into a sales call together, we play off of each other and yeah. then we debrief so after the well, fact. What I was saying with that is that uh, there's no 10 things that you can do to every situation. They're, they all change. Every situation is a little bit different. You have to adapt. You have to do some things and you have to be personality wise. You have to be accepting to other personalities and do some things. In, in a certain sense, I almost disagree. I still think you do the 10 things. But you let the client determine when those 10 things occur or whatever your sales process is. You know, they put you off. They can't meet with you today. Stay with the bonding and rapport. Maybe do a challenge. Like, Mm -hmm. well, when people tell me that, sometimes they really just don't want to meet with me. John, is that the case we have here? Those kind of things. Someday we're going to talk about a plan. But basically, (laughs) I mean, truly, it's so important to go with the flow but have a plan. Yeah, well, so, that, that's one. Well, one can I stop? But guys, we're going to foreshadow a lot of that as we get into the meat and potatoes of yeah. how we do this. We're just basically talking about who we are yeah, yeah. and fitting into this process. But eventually we will get to, if you guys listen long enough, I hope to tell you everything I know. And if you communicate with us and you get on some of our, 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 our correspondence channels, let us know what you're thinking. What are your challenges? Because we all have them. Because that's what's made us kind of pull together. Because mm-hmm. we all approach them in a different way. Yeah. Well, you, you hit on it um, just a second ago when, when me and you kind of disagreed a little bit. Right. So that's I the, would never disagree with you. You, <laughs> you already did twice today. <laughs> uh, does, so, does that so, stump you a little bit? Yeah. So. That's the dynamic of, of of this is that every day we're dealing with challenges. We're not always going to agree. We're not going to all have the same idea about how to deal with this. Oh, situation. and we're going to mess a lot of stuff up. And we're going to mess a lot of stuff up. It, it's um, not your success that you have to worry failure. about. It's like, was I a failure and how, how do I not do yeah, that? How do, you, how do you learn from your failures? How do you move forward? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that out of this, uh, one of my failures can save somebody listening a, a ton of time and money and resources. Absolutely. Right? Shortening the learning curve. Because here's the beauty of making mistakes. When I said, if you hadn't burnt your house down before, 
then you really haven't challenged yourself. You hadn't gone out and, and not everybody's, you know, some people are risk averse. I understand that. But if you're, if you're wanting to be successful at anything, you sort of got to extend yourself. But what you learn to do is recreate the success that much quicker. Cause you, you, you've learned something. You don't waste yeah. your time with some of that other stuff as you got to the top of the hill the first time. Sure. So when you roll down the hill, you, you don't take the steep path. Yeah, you you take, find, you know, you yeah, follow okay. the goat trail up to you, the you top. You take the right? switchbacks. Exactly. So we're going to start okay. wrapping up. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, we've been here talking for a minute and obviously Al could talk all day. Oh, okay. No, Look, really guys? John, say goodbye. John, I got a couple questions for you guys. Um, for us or for Al? For, for to, to wind down here okay. on the eye. So as a, as a hard C, a high corner C naturally, um, John, how do you deal with, when you sell to an eye, how do you deal with that guy? Uh, it's, it's my hardest one, honestly, really? because I want to focus Good. on facts. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not really great at small talk and I don't really care about small talk with people that I don't care about. So when I, when I'm dealing with an eye and they want to tell me these stories, man, it just burns me out. Like, let's get to the fucking point yeah. and let's talk about if we're going to do business or not, because I've got other people to go talk to. Uh, I have to balance that with letting them chat and let them kind of control the conversation and, get into that it's not easy but i know that it's there and I know, I know that i have to do it yeah so so to put it in that um crosshair uh axis perspective you and doc are very opposite uh oh, yeah. personalities right we struggled a little bit whenever we, whenever we worked together and it was mostly just because whenever we worked together it was before we had done any of this work i, I didn't know i was a c he didn't sure. know he was an i and, and we're, we've become friendly over the over the last couple of years. So I'm not talking about you two directly. I'm talking about C's and I's. But oh, you're going to struggle. Okay. Yeah. But I hear, hear me out on this, though. I think C's are great teachers. And I think I's, I, personally, I like to learn. Well, you got to get your information from somewhere. So a lot of times, if somebody's, a, you know, got their facts and figures, that's kind of sexy. I'm like, all right, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. And don't get too disturbed if I run around and, and you know, ask a bunch of, you know, you know, questions that may not be germane because I'm just trying to hone in. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the engagement that I have with eyes is I have a question and you have some facts and then I'm going to make a funny and you got to put up with that. Do you mean C's? C's, yeah. C's, I'm sorry. C, yeah. Yeah, to, to C's. And and so a lot of the dynamic between us is you've been an instructor to me in a, in a certain sense. And I'm appreciative of it. All you have to do is buckle down and tolerate my nonsense as we get down the road. That's true. Because I'm going to yeah. follow your advice. Yeah. I'm not doing my own books. I'm not fighting my own lawsuits. And I want some hard-hitting pit bull guys like yourselves in there. Yeah. And I want the kindness that Nan brings to the table. Yeah. You know? I want the whole village showing up for, yeah. the, for the event. I, I think that's a good point. I, I think on the eye spectrum that you guys, um, you guys, you gals and guys, as an eye, you respect a lot of all of the great traits. You Because you, you're a team player at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, so you like Takes you like village. yeah you like to see all the traits come into play. Everybody has a role. John has a role. I have a role. I'm your pit bull. He's your he's your data guy. Uh, S is the one that kind of hones you in and uh, makes brings you back to real, yeah. Makes you feel makes good. Me feel good. Sure. So so not all personalities believe that. I think that the I's and the S's believe that oh, a little yeah. bit more because you're people driven. But I, that's what I see. Everybody okay. sees their own vision. Sure. That's the reality. So uh -huh. when somebody says. 
Yeah, we see two, you know, we roll up on an accident and somebody's vomiting and the other person's going, oh my God, that's amazing, yeah. right? Or it's just, it's like, liver, life is like liver and onions. I personally <laughs> so, love liver and onions. <laughs> no, I love liver and onions, but to some people, they'd want to vomit. That's all this is, liver and onions. So- as elaborate. We're, I think I need to elaborate. We're trying to wrap up. Yeah. So, so I love your answer about the um, how you deal with eyes, John and and Al. Your feedback was great, Nan. How do you deal as an S? Because to sell to an I from an S point of view, you guys are very people oriented. You guys like to talk about um, everything, everything, what ifs, possibilities. Um, so, I believe what an I needs is for someone to listen to them. So yeah. I try to listen and not respond too quickly and be cognitive of their feelings. Yeah. So that's what me and John are missing in dealing with an I. But how do you get, how do you push, if you're an S dealing with an I, mm -hmm. how do you push the conversations forward in order to get task things done? Because to me, that would be I'm the ultimate okay. terrible situation in my head is if I was an S. <laughs> well, that's why you I. have to listen. Okay. And hear what their need is, and then respond to it. I don't have any needs. So, so and they always have needs. Yeah. So, so if I was an S out there listening to what you guys are talking about right now, um, how do how if do if you were an S? If I was an S, you're which is, never going to be an S. I get Why that. do you even I get say that? that? I get that. <laughs> um, but if if I'm an out there, if I'm out there and I'm an S trying to sell to an I, um, how do how do I move the conversation forward? We take our shirts off. Right? Is that is that something? <laughs> He's, I, by I, the way, Clint yeah. is married to the most beautiful S I've ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh. Clint does have a pretty wife. Baby. She's All right. She's Stay nice on task. Day. Stay on task. So yeah, Nan, how, how do you, how do you, how do you keep a conversation moving forward when you're selling to an I? I already said that I listen and okay. then I respond to what I hear the need is because they're going to say a lot of things. Love. A lot they, of they say big words. Okay. So you have to find what they really need. So what Nan, because Nan and I work together. And so we come from our different personalities into the same equation a number of times. Nan listens. That's one of her strong traits. But Nan has an honest voice that tells me things that I hear, right? Mm -hmm. And I, 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 and God, that sounds ambiguous, but. Well, does she hit you on more of like a, um, a spiritual level versus I'm a not factual level? No, I'm not yeah. spiritual. Okay. So spiritual is not a great word. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with the word to find, but a, um, an her, inner voice level. Her voice is one that I trust. There you go. Okay. Okay. So, so I guess maybe when you really hone it it's down, like, it's, it's like, the, I know she's not going to tell me something that's a lie. She's going to be kind about anything that she says to me, yeah. but she's going to be able to point out. But it's genuine. It, it is, but, but it's genuine. Like, Hey, you weren't very nice there, or we yeah. could do this a different way and it would be better. It's like your Garmin back in the day. Left turn. A, a little bit. <laughs> now, don't put it. us in a car together because sometimes <laughs> that can go awry. All right. So. Not to cut you off, but no, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Paul is giving us the look over there. Okay. Um, so we didn't do this. We didn't do this yesterday or on the last episode because these are not going to take feedback very well anyway. But I'm curious, Al, for eyes in general, what's one piece of advice that you would give them to be better, more proficient, more efficient? Get a process because you do get scattered. Okay. Learn from a system that you trust and that you want in your wheelhouse. Okay. 
and use it and force yourself to use it. If you do, you will see your performance increase. Is that the motivation, the increase? When you win or you get a success, absolutely. Sure. I mean, and that's probably everybody sitting down. Here. Yeah, I think so. If you're, if you, if you're successful. Well, that's every salesperson. And if you see your bottom yeah. line and which if you're everybody. trying to run a business and you got <laughs> payroll and there's people that need to be paid, which is part of the role yeah. that I play, then yeah, that that's good. And then specifically, and then and then we'll be done. I'm curious for people in the medical device industry specifically, if you're going to give them one piece of advice, and and not even speaking just as an I, but just in general, like where where do you see people messing up, or that they could be better? Uh, you know, healthcare is a great industry. It's uh, anywhere between 28 percent and 34 percent of the GDP of any given volume, meaning a city, state, country. It, it's a big industry. There's a lot of sales opportunities out there. You deal with a tough clientele. You deal with a lot of smart, challenging people that are your 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 competition. Most of the people are educated in this arena and opinionated. You have to go in and you have to challenge yourself. You have to establish equal business stature. If you don't own a medical degree, you're, you're dealing with somebody who thinks they have a leg up, but they really don't. They're still human beings just like you. Challenge yourself. Know your system, know your product, and figure out what pain it solves for the industry. Awesome. That's great. Can I hit on one thing I'd like to talk about before oh, we man. went in? When did you become an I? Go ahead. <clears throat> well, so. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> so I'd like to hit on the fact that uh, uh, if I were a D selling to an I, it doesn't happen very often in my business. Okay, but, that's fair. But we do. Um, we, we went down the spectrum a little bit. Um, I think it's an easy transition for a D to an I, I think you have to be, you have to realize that, hey, we're all here to have fun. And when you can, when you can talk about that fun side, um, you're on the same side of the spectrum, right? So as that crosshair, that vertical axis, horizontal axis, D's and I's are on the same side of the spectrum when it comes to certain traits. Being gut driven. Gut driven. Outgoing. Outgoing. um, We're, you know, we talk about we talked about it a long time ago, you know, dress. And you said, "Yeah, we all think we're dressed correctly." <laughs> Me and you think we're dressed more correctly than those two. It doesn't matter, right? But the point of it is, is that yeah, the point of it is, is though that D's and I's are on the same um, on the same side of the spectrum, so we can relate to some things. You have to find those commonalities um, to Absolutely. an I from a D to an I or from an I to a D and S's and S's and C's can do that. D's and C's can do that, but you have to find your commonalities and your, and the personalities. And once you do that, I think it's easier for you to accept what you're dealing with. And you slide that way just a touch. Well, and, and to add to that trust and respect. Sure. I mean, if you keep those two values in any of these arenas and you, and you're, you, when you look across the table, they don't have to be you. You because if they're, that's all you can communicate to, they're, you're they're in the wrong never, business. They're never going to be you. Absolutely, but people get all tied up with, "Well, I don't like that person." Well, so what? Go do your damn job. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to deal with you? Because I would want to deal with me. Oh, I know. I don't. I, I don't think you want to deal with eyes. You. Drive me nuts. I exactly. told you. I think I'd rather talk to <laughs> uh, you and you yeah. and you. 
somebody that's not yeah. me because then I'm like, okay, let me, well, I get to shine a little bit more, be a little bit different. So I, I think, I, I think as we look around the personality spectrum, we have a lot of uh, common words that will float throughout different personalities. For sure. Um, C, uh, D's and I's have some, C's and D's have some, I's and S's have some, S's and C's have some. We have those commonalities and, and I want to take those buzzwords and I want to say, um, you know, to our audience here that you, you will find, look for those commonalities, look for those buzzwords that you see in somebody else across the spectrum and, and run with that because that's, what's going to get you together. That's, what's going to make you, um, be able to work together. That's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like probably the best place to end it. So, um, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, if you want to reach out or if you have questions, uh, reach out to us, all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all at sales throwdown and we'll be back next week. Go subscribe, follow us, give go, us feedback. Go have a great week. Yeah. Sell I, something. I have a Snapchat channel, but it's not appropriate for sales. Throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey all guys, right, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks.